name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we uh, will just kind of journey through the epistle and gospel, make a few comments uh, on those, and to encourage us all. First of all, in the epistle, uh, St. Paul says that we are God's building, God's temple, in which the Holy Spirit dwells. The temple is holy. Holy. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. We have to understand that then, if if that's the case, then um, how does my life reflect that? The Holy Spirit dwells in me. The Holy Spirit dwells in our conscience and directs us, directs what we think, what we say, what we do. We we need to gain a sensitivity to that Holy Spirit in us. We'll talk a little bit later about just all the distractions around us, all the noise that kind of disturbs that ability for us to hear the Spirit speak, to be guided by that Spirit. So... That's a real critical place for us in our spiritual journey to understand that the Holy Spirit dwells in us and is our guide and should be directing everything we think, do, and say. Everything. So we need to learn that, and we'll see a little bit about that as we journey through the Gospel text. So let's look at the Gospel text, a beautiful text today. Uh, Christ comes to the disciples on the, in the boat after the storm, um, the boat is there, the waves are uh, crashing against the boat, the wind is blowing. Uh, on the fourth watch, uh, the Lord begins to appear on the water. And Peter, uh, bold Peter, sees it's the Lord, and they all are initially afraid, but then encouraged. And then the Lord makes his, uh, Peter makes his request, Bid me come to you. Peter gets out of the boat, begins to walk on the water, then looks at the waves and the wind and sinks. And then those beautiful words, he says, Lord, save me. And the hand of the Lord immediately goes into the water and pulls him out. And the Lord's words to Peter, Oh, you of little faith. (laughs) This is so beautiful. That's kind of almost a constant conversation that he has with the disciples through life. Oh, you of little faith. But then when they get back into the boat, something really beautiful happens. They all worship him. They all worshiped him because they saw he was truly the son of God. So what can we take from this text? Some very beautiful things, I think. One is that um, in the boat... Uh, they're they're in the boat on the fourth watch, which is at the end of the night. The waves and the wind are blowing all night long, but Jesus doesn't come to them until the fourth watch. And the commentary on this is that because of the difficulty and the temptation, the Lord wanted them to endure it, to find bravery as holy men, find bravery through the difficulty. You know, we see this very much in the lives of the saints, this ability to endure, 
through difficult times. You know, we always want to get the problem solved. Just take this away, Lord. But there's so many good things that happen to us when we are walking through difficult times. Endurance, perseverance, St. Paul says, builds character, Christian character. Character brings hope. Hope brings about the love of God in our life. So to endure, as he was asking the disciples to do for that short period of time on the water, is an important quality for us, to endure. I was thinking of an example of this, and I want to pay tribute, one, to Father Gordon Walker, of blessed memory, but to also Father John, Father Richard, Father Jack, and Father Peter. These five men endured many, many things, many disappointments, many struggles, and I was thinking they even endured each other. <laughs> it was, wasn't always a happy group, by the way. They, but they were all committed to each other. And they fought through so many things. And the reason we're Orthodox today is because these five men endured many tribulations and difficulties. We went, they went, spent time, energy, money, emotion, and knocked on the door of the Patriarch of Constantinople. Patriarch, we want to become Orthodox. He didn't even see them. Didn't even see them. He said, go away. Go away. And they came back very disappointed, very discouraged. But then, about, I think, what, five months, four months later, they knocked on the door of Patriot Ignatius and Metropolitan Philip. And they said, make me a proposal. That's what he said, make me a proposal. Tell me what you want. He said, it would be a shame if you were not received into the church. You, are, you have labored so hard and so long. And, it, and uh, you know, it was the will of God. I will say it that way. It wouldn't have been the best thing for us to come into the Greek archdiocese, but it was the best thing for us to come to the Antioch archdiocese. So God directed even that. But so much was endured over those many, many years. I'd say about 20 years of labor to get to that point. So endurance, beloved, endurance, the character that was built. You know, I think I, I heard at Father Gordon's funeral, were there 22 priests and a bishop? 22 priests. Character, he built the character of a man can be reflected many times in how he, how he died and who's around him when he died. So we need to fight to endure uh, and build in ourselves character, hope, and love. Then on, we hear that, uh, this is always very interesting to me, Peter boldly gets out of the boat and begins to walk on the water. Boldly, Lord, bid me come. And he gets out of the water and he looks at the wind and the waves and immediately from boldness to fear. Wow. Like this. So quickly. So quickly, and it's, it's such a good lesson here, because where were his eyes when he was bold? Where? On Christ. Where were his eyes when he was afraid? On the wind. 
lessons. Be bold. You need boldness in your life to face the difficulties and tribulations and the struggles. You have to keep your eyes on Christ. When your eyes are on the difficulties and the struggles, you sink. You sink. You know, I was thinking about what would be a good example of this because this, the, the commentary on this was uh, that we should not be distracted from our relationship to God. We should not ever take our eyes off of Christ. For all defeats are attributed to looking away. All defeats in the spiritual life are attributed to looking away. If our eyes are on Christ, we have success spiritually. When our eyes look away, we fall to defeat. So for us, how, would we, how do we see life? Is it fair? Has life treated you well? Has, have you, has everything gone your way, the way you wanted it to go? Is it going that way now? You know, life isn't fair. And life will not always go the way you want it to go. But if your eyes are on that stuff, that is disappointing to you, you will what? Sing. You're looking at the problem. Beloved, you need to look at the solution. The solution is Christ. Looking at Christ. Our eyes are on Christ. That, we have to understand that, that so many times we're out there in the problem trying to fix the problem. And all we have to do is gaze on Christ, put our gaze on Christ, pray fervently to God that he interact in this circumstance. It may not change the circumstance, but I tell you what it will do. It'll change your countenance. It'll change your countenance. It'll allow you to be bold before him, bold in the middle of struggle, bold in the middle of difficulties. But our eyes are on Christ, not on the problem. Put your eyes on the solution not on the problem. May God help us there. And then the beautiful uh, reaction when Peter sinks and says, Lord, save me, and it says immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and pulled him out of the water. Immediately. Which I think shows to us the great compassion God has for us. Even when we think he's abandoned us, that's not true. He never abandons. He says, lo, I will be with you always. So even when we are asked to endure something for longer periods of time, he's with us in those times. You know, we, we need to have a simple faith, a faith that just says, Lord, save me, and that we believe he is. May not, may not be immediately out of that circumstance, but when we use those words, Lord, save me, the grace of God is applied to us, given to me. Lord, save me. Those words are heard immediately by God and responded to. Now, in his time, he will interact. But he hears them and begins to work in that. One of my great memories of this simple faith is my mother-in-law, Phyllis, of blessed memory who uh, just asked God for everything. Everything. You know, you may think this is a bit trite, but when you, if you knew her, how beautiful her life was, 
uh, there's two events in her life that were, uh, she shares this, you know, it just simply. So one time she just had her hair done, and she worked at Oakland at the, uh, the telephone company, and it was pouring rain. And she's going, I don't, I don't have an umbrella. If I get out of the car, I'm soaked. I mean, one of them downpours. So she parks across the street from the, and she says, Lord, please, just stop the rain. <laughs> it stopped. She walked across the street, and it came down again. If you knew her, you'd say, yeah, God would do that for her. Uh, it's so beautiful. Lord, save me. He knew that he would listen. You know, if it had to get soaked, it would have been soaked. I mean, there's probably a hundred times those prayers didn't get answered, but this time it did. Uh, so very beautiful. So simple faith. Use that, Lord, save me. He hears you. He hears you. He lifts you up, pulls you out of the water. And then finally, he says, uh, Oh, man of little faith, why do you doubt? And then the wind ceased. He got into the boat with the disciples, and they worshipped. When, when a prayer is answered for you, when God visits you, do you turn immediately to say thank you? Does it change your life? Should it? Should it? Like, I shouldn't doubt anymore. I shouldn't deal that way anymore. When the wind comes, I know now that he is my Savior. We worship him. We believe in him. We believe in this, that he is our God, and our Lord, our Master, and cares for us deeply, more than we care for ourselves, and that has every desire in his heart to save us, to bring us to heaven, to be with him and all the saints and the angels. That's our God. Oh, man of little faith. <laughs> oh, man of little faith. We look at all the stuff in life, all the difficulties in life, and if we could just continually be aware of how God so much loves us and works to save us in every aspect of our life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.